0: This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Well, good afternoon everyone. I don't know whether you watch television or whether you have a television, Um times when the family aren't around. I generally uh, like to watch programs like big ships or big aeroplanes or big buildings. Generally, generally have words like that and uh, you get to see a, uh, it's like an oil tanker being built or perhaps one of those cargo ships that goes across uh, the seas or they're building the, uh, um, the Airbus 300 or whatever number it is or, or the next skyscraper going up in China. And, and it's amazing just how quickly they can build now. There's always a time frame. This thing has to be built by a certain date. And I'm not quite sure why they put themselves under so much pressure, but building things very large. And man's been able to do that. Man's been able to, with the mind that God has given to man, man has chosen to be able to build things big and fast. However, tonight, this afternoon rather, talking about God the creator and if you open to the first book of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1 we find that man is absolutely nothing compared to God in his ability to build big and build fast and we find in Genesis 1 we find the Lord God creating the heavens and the earth and all that we have around us and he does it in six days and then he chooses to have a day to rest and enjoy what is made and uh, I don't wish to go through the chapter uh, verse by verse I think those in the uh, audience here can uh, understand it and if, uh, if you're watching on the internet please uh, please get your Bibles and give it a read it's majestic what the Lord God does and yet we find in the six days of his creation he creates light he creates day and night he creates the atmosphere around Uh, the earth he then creates dry land and the trees and the grass he creates on the next day the sun and the moon and the stars the next day he creates life in the seas and he creates the birds as well and on the the next day then he creates life on land and he creates man and then as we're told he rests on the seventh day many people in the world who perhaps never even to think to pick up their Bible to read it would think about these things and to them it would be nonsense how can all these things be created in just six days and um, if we find out ourselves to the verses that talk about um, um, verse 16 of chapter 1 talks about the the uh, um, verse 14 and God said let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day and the night let it be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to light upon the earth and it was so, God made two great lights, the greater light was to rule the day, the lesser light was to rule the night he made the stars also, I just love that. that the last part of that verse in 16 he made the stars also uh, some people would like to think well uh, evolution occurred in a certain way and actually maybe, maybe even God caused evolution to occur in a certain way and a man struggles even to even contemplate what this is about because what does he do he, he, he creates all these things dry land and trees and grass are growing and then on the next day he's creating the sun which in our mind for photosynthesis to take place and all that way well, you need the sun there before you can have plants growing so it doesn't make sense if we were to think about it in our minds it's nonsense and the stars. He made the stars also. As our telescopes, as man's ability to see further and further and further has got better, all they're finding is there is more and more and more galaxies out there. I read something recently that they're deciding perhaps that there will be more stars and more planets in the, in the universe than there is sand upon the seashore on the earth. And for those of us that understand the promises to Abraham, wow, well, what what a thought that would be actually there are more planets and there are more stars out there and this 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 uh, god that we worship he's boundless in 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 uh, in the universe in which he dwells and yet our minds can't cope with that can't can they now i talked this afternoon as God as the creator i, I i'm not uh, educated to be able to talk about Genesis 1 in in such a way as to just remain there so I'm going to talk about God as a creator a God who created the heavens and the earth a God who created all that we understand through scripture God who has a plan and purpose with us God who creates in our lives and God who will be creating a future for us so I'm going to go up my title a little like that God the creator God has created a place for us to live he has a plan and a purpose he has given the Lord Jesus Christ and he has a plan for us into the future God has created these things come with me to Isaiah in chapter 45 if you will Isaiah in the middle of your Bible you find the prophecy of Isaiah and uh, and chapter 45 Can we pick out just one verse from here it's verse 18 And he says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. So we've been to Genesis 1, which tells us how God created, and yet here we are told in the prophecy of Isaiah that he formed it not in vain. I am the Lord and there is none else. And, and if you go to speak to anybody else in the street, maybe people who haven't chosen to read God's word, do they even know God? Has God created the earth for them? Is it in vain? They don't even recognize God. They don't even believe that God exists. What is man doing with the earth currently? Why, why have we got uh, the weathers that we do? How currently the, the changes in climate? How have we dug into the ground and taken out all, all the exciting programs I like to watch putting concrete together or putting metal together or all of that how is it that we have taken from the earth in a very very uh, disastrous way for it but here in the uh, in the prophecy in Isaiah God tells us that this earth that he has formed it's not been done in vain he has a plan and he has a purpose and God is working out that plan and he's working out it out in our lives as well now we're in Isaiah 45 and uh, I found another verse in here which uh, I thought might be useful but it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of difficult to, to see really but uh, just go back in the page to verse 7 um, in fact let's read from verse 5 it says I am the Lord and there is none else there is no God beside me I, gird, I girded you and thou hast not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me I am the Lord and there is none else I form light, I create darkness I make peace and create evil I am the Lord and do I the Lord do these things so God the creator not only created but is in control of all that goes on now that's quite a tricky thing to think about, this verse here. I form light, I create darkness, I make peace, I create evil. And Sometimes we see things going on around the world that are difficult to understand. So let me put it to you that the, the phrase here, it says, I make peace and create evil. And the word there, evil, is perhaps conjures up in, in, minds, in our minds or other people's minds of, of diff- things difficult to understand. But if we were to think of the word evil there, simply to be talking about trials and tests. That the Lord God makes peace in our lives. And he also places there trials and tests for us to show whether we wish to follow him or whether we wish to go another way. And so the Lord God then in our lives creates the environment in which we live and we can see that in, in scripture we we can see, we could go to uh, to Genesis and see Abraham where Abraham is tested and has to go uh, to a mountain to, to sacrifice his son and, and God says no you, you won't do that and he says that at the, at the point where Abraham shows his faith and we can go through scripture couldn't we and find uh, places and again and again we go to the Lord Jesus Christ where he's taken out into the wilderness and is tempted and tested for 40 days So God creates uh, our lives around us. God's designed things very well. And and, um, as I was thinking for these notes uh, this afternoon, my mind went to Exodus and and chapter 26. Come come with me uh, to there. Exodus 26. And um, it appears in your Bible class uh, later this week, you're going to be talking about... uh, uh, the things of uh, of the tabernacle if, if i remember correctly so exodus chapter 26 uh, we find here uh, the design of the tabernacle we're talking this afternoon about god the creator and god having created the world having chosen abraham as as a father of a nation we find him bringing um, the children of Israel out of Egypt and into the into the desert and he wishes that them to worship him there and here in chapter 26 of Exodus we find him telling the children of Israel through Moses how he would be worshipped and here we find what we, what's known as the tabernacle so let's just read a little bit of this let's read from verse 1 He says here this is the Lord God and through Moses speaking moreover thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubim of cunning work shalt thou make, it, make them the length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits and the breadth of one curtain four cubits and every one of the cubits shall be one measure the five curtains shall be coupled together one to another another five cur- curtains shall be coupled one to another Thou shalt make loops of blue on the edge of one curtain um, From the salvage of the coupling Likewise thou shalt make in the uttermost of the other curtain In coupling of the second Fifty loops thou shalt make in one curtain Fifty loops thou shalt make uh, in the end of the curtain That is coupled to the second And the loops may take hold uh, one of another Thou shalt make fifty touches of gold, a couple of curtains, together with the touches, and it shall be one tabernacle. And the reason for perhaps reading this together is, is we have a God that we worship that is able to give patterns and blueprints for us to understand and see. From these verses here, from reading through uh, the um the words that God gives to us on how he would be worshipped in the wilderness we're able to see that we worship a God who wants things to be right, who wants things to be done this way and if nothing else perhaps it just helps us to understand that God wants to be worshipped in the way that he sets out it isn't for us to say well I want to worship God in this way or I want to worship God in that way or it doesn't matter how you worship God, I think when we read these verses such as this in in Exodus and um, see how God lays out the pattern in which he wished to be worshipped we see a God that says he would like it to be done this way and demands that of us so God the creator created the heavens and the earth has created a plan and a purpose and here we see in Exodus how he told Moses and the children of Israel that he wished to be worshipped in this way and come with me to Leviticus in chapter 15 just while we're in the wilderness with Moses and the children of Israel just a, a little point here really um, Leviticus and, and chapter, chapter 15 and what's amazing about this is this, these are the laws which are given to the children of Israel and to Moses and there's, there's a million, there's a two million or three million people all living together in the wilderness, having come out, come out of Egypt. And they're, they're given laws and, and encouraged to, to live in this way. And, and um, okay, without being, uh, being rude, I'm not quite sure what verse 2 means, but let's read it. Speak unto the children of Israel, send to them, when any man having a running issue out of his flesh, okay, something that's unclean, and he runs through these these verses here, and it basically says if somebody sits on if this person with a with issues running out of his body, so basically he's diseased in some way, or perhaps he's got a bad stomach, or perhaps he's had a, an infection of something. If if this were to touch anything, if he were to sit on some clothing, well the clothing would have to have to be washed. If he were to sit in, on, on a on a saddle or something, it would have to be cleaned. All right. However, let's just find the verses that we're to look at. Let's read from verse. Um, Let's read from verse 9. And what saddle soever he rideth upon uh, that he hath an issue shall be unclean. And whosoever toucheth anything that was under him shall be unclean until the even. And he that beareth all these things shall wash his clothes and bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the even. And what I'll put to you is that you know, you've got to go back maybe only a century or so into our hospitals where people who were ill were being cared for by others and if they were to handle these people they would go and have to wash themselves and if you go back only a century or two into our own hospitals they were only finding, finding that out there's a bit more though whosoever toucheth uh, that hath an issue and hath not rinsed a case, washed his clothes bathed himself in water but be unclean until the even. how about verse 12 and the vessel of earth that he toucheth which he hath an issue shall be broken and the vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water what I say to you is this uh, maybe maybe go back to the early 1990's in the UK and back in the early 1990's they went through the likes of kitchens and butcheries and places like that and they said oh wooden blocks that's going to harbour disease that's going to harbour bacteria butchers wooden blocks throw them out, we've produced a plastic here that's not going to harbour bacteria it'll be safer and perhaps chopping boards in people's kitchens and such and so all these butchers' blocks were thrown out and then they brought the plastic stuff and they found it didn't work, it harboured more disease and now back in uh, butchers and back in kitchens they're suggesting the wooden blocks actually have some sort of bacterial property which actually Um, overcome disease that was back in the early 1990s that's that's 20 years ago that they decided that that was good sense here thousands of years ago the Lord God in his pattern as he created as he gave us uh, good ideas and ways in which we should live and put into his his laws how we should live thousands of years ago and yet we, we don't wish to listen sometimes do we this afternoon we're thinking about God as a creator and we thought about creation uh, in terms of all the physical and um, that's difficult to understand except I, a simple belief in the in, in the in the God that we worship from scripture um, a God that sent his son who died, who lived a perfect life who died upon a cross, who rose again from the dead who's coming again in the kingdom which is to come if we believe these things believe that God actually formed it To me, it's not a a difficult thing. What did the characters of Scripture say about, uh, about this? Come with me to that reading that we read in Psalm 104. Here the psalmist then speaks beautiful words about the creation in which um, into which he, he lived himself and you could see all that was going on around him and how that the Lord God gave to all the animals and all the plants and, and, and everything that around him all that they needed and that they thrived and that they grew and that they that they, they did so very well and he felt it himself also um, so let's read from verse uh, Let's read through from verse 22. The sun ariseth, they gather themselves together, they laid themselves down in their dens, talking about the young lion's previous verse. Verse 23 Man goeth forth unto his work, and to his labour until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. And here just one verse out of the middle of this chapter where the uh, psalmist He's able to see all the beauty of creation all around him and now that man has been placed in the center of that creation and goes about and does all that he wishes to do during that day. And here the psalmist, because this is somebody who believes that the Lord God controls everything, how manifold are thy works. This is a man that is living and working and breathing uh, with God in his mind. In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. Wouldn't it be wonderful for so many more people in the world today to recognize the Lord God is there. And all that is around them is because God uh, has caused that to be. Psalm 139, whilst we're in the Psalms, uh, gives us something else to think about. this is a psalm of david uh, the first two verses then this is what david said the great king of israel o lord thou hast searched me and known me thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising thou understandest my thoughts afar off so david here recognized that god god was in his life that god knew everything everything that he did let's just pick up two other verses verse 13 and 14 Thou hast possessed my reins, he says. Thou hast had control of my life. Thou hast covered me from my mother's womb. You've known about me even before I was born. (coughs) Verse 14. I will praise thee. For I am fearful. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. David here, the psalmist here, recognizes as he praises God... That his his own life, his own being, his hands and 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 his life and it, and, and all that he did was was because God had allowed him to, to be doing that. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works in my life. And that my soul knows that just right, is what he says. the Margin he knoweth it greatly. So we've we've looked at David then as a man who understood. That God was there in his life. That God had created him and placed him in this in this world in which he lived. Uh, David, being that man after God's own heart, come with me to Daniel, though, because there was somebody who who didn't believe it and uh, and had to be told where he was. Come with me to uh, to Daniel in chapter four. The, the the greatest ruler in the time of Daniel at uh, the start in in in, in the. Uh, prophecy of Daniel we find the man Nebuchadnezzar and uh, he's a man who's troubled he has, he has some dreams uh, and Daniel is brought in to uh, be able to interpret those dreams for him and, and he's just had a dream uh, in chapter 4 about a, a very large tree and uh, the tree's got, uh, it, it's very very vast and, and very very strong and lots of animals live and dwell under it and, and, and in it and and uh, uh, the tree is cut down and just a stump is left and he's troubled by this dream and uh, Nebu- uh, Daniel comes to, uh, comes to uh, tell him about the dream and we get told in two places in this chapter but we'll take it from, uh, from verse 25 this is Daniel interpreting the dream this is the interpretation verse 24 O King and this is the decree of the most high this is what God is telling you Okay, which is come unto my lord the king unto Nebuchadnezzar that they will drive thee from men and thy dwelling place will be with the beasts of the field and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven and seven times and it shall pass over thee till thou knowest that the most high ruleth in the kingdoms of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and Nebuchadnezzar here is being warned to accept the fact that God uh, rules and God's in control, and yet this great king, in man's terms, thought he was he was really quite useful. He thought he was really quite good. Come with me to verse 28. It says, It came that this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of the twelve months. He walked in the palace of the king of Babylon, and the king spake and said, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honour of my majesty. He, he hadn't listened to the to the to, to what Daniel had said. There was a warning there in, in what had been said, and he hadn't listened, and what does verse thirty one say? While the words were in the king's mouth, he fell uh, there fell a voice from heaven saying, "O um Nebuchadnezzar, and to thee it is spoken the kingdom is departed from thee and, and the following verses if you're reading them says that he ends up being driven out into the fields and acts as an animal and starts eating the grass of the field and, and, and the hair grows on him and, and he's there for, for a long period until he came to know uh, that God rules in the kingdoms of men David we read was a man who recognized God's creation around him and his part in it Nebuchadnezzar didn't recognize God And thought himself to be something above, above himself. What what are we like? What are we like in our lives? A a bit like myself. I like to watch. uh, Big man makes big aeroplanes. Man makes big uh, skyscrapers. Man makes big ships. Do we glorify in in the things that we can do, or do we glorify in God, the Creator? Come with me to 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 uh, uh, Acts and chapter seventeen. Acts chapter seventeen, and kind of looking for uh, places where characters of Scripture acknowledge that God was the Creator, and, and and what can we learn from this? So, Acts chapter seventeen. Let's read from verse twenty-four. This is this is Paul, and and where is he? He's, he's in Athens, and he's talking to lots of of of. Uh, of wise people lots of people who in man's terms uh, was a, um, thought they knew plenty and yet what does he say read from verse 24 it says God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands neither, in worship, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times uh, before appointed and the bounds of their habitation so that's quite useful actually Paul that helps us there really all of what we've said already that God's created and God has, uh, has put a plan and a purpose around each and every one of us of how we, uh, what our lives will be and that in a nice few words for us why, what is it that we should do, verse 27 that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us for in him we live and move and have our being, As certain also uh, of your prophets have said, for we are also his offspring so in as much that God had created Adam and Eve uh, and from Adam and Eve all of mankind has grown um, we, we are his offspring I really do like these verses that we should seek the Lord and feel after him and find him and sometimes as we're watching uh, uh, big ships and big, man, big big, big buildings and big airplanes all of that feeding us our minds should we push it aside a little bit and actually try to seek out uh, the Lord God how far is he from each and every one of us this verse says though he not be far from each and every one of us God's purpose then in our lives as he created the world and put us put us in a place the purpose of that is that we would be able to find him and come to worship him that our character's are built and are grown uh, that we come to love um, the Lord God go with me to Luke in chapter 1 what has God created for us what is God's plan and purpose how has he created uh, things such that we will be brought to him in the kingdom that is preached from this place each and every week so we find in, in Luke chapter 1 uh, and from verse 30 the, the words of this angel who comes to Mary and says the angel of the Lord said unto her fear not Mary for thou hast found favour with God behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus he shall be great and be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there shall be no end then said Mary unto the angel how shall this be seeing I know not a man and the angel answered and said unto her the Holy Spirit shall come upon thee the power of the highest shall overshadow thee therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God so as this afternoon we're thinking about God the creator and we've thought about physical creation how he created the tabernacle for the children of Israel to be able to see him Uh, within and we thought about those that have spoken about God as the creator and how that affected their lives we bring our thoughts to this point that God needed to create the Lord Jesus Christ a way of salvation for each and every one of us it doesn't take anything away from the fact that the Lord Jesus had to live this perfect life which he was asked to do that God put in place the Lord Jesus as a creation for us to, um, for us to turn to, uh, for Jesus to do the work which he was sent to do, and for us to respond to him. So then, how do we respond to him? How are we responding to the words of the Lord Jesus? Uh, we're in Luke, let's go to Luke chapter 6. Uh, what, what are we doing then? Because we are wonderfully made, we're fearfully made by the Lord God. Uh, we've given skills uh, of a mind that can make choices. We've been given skills of fingers that will work in such a way that we can do things with uh, with with uh, with our lives. We can do things with concrete. We can do things with metal. We can make aeroplanes. We can make rockets. We can make spaceships. What are we doing though that is of great use? Verse 46 of Luke chapter 6. It says. Call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things whichsoever I say. Whosoever cometh to me and hear my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom you are like. He is like a man who is, who, which built a house, and digged deep, and laid the foundations on a rock, and when the floods rose and the streams, streams beat vehemently upon the house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock but he that heareth and doth not is like a man that is, that, without, that is without foundation built a house upon the earth against which the streams did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was very great so we've got God who's a creator and here we, we are being told that we too have to create we too have to build each of us building a house Each of us are building our lives in in a certain way to show whether we wish to follow God. How should we put a foundation down for this house that we are building? And the verses here we talk about that that the man who did it right, the man who did it well, was a man who dug down and put his foundations or his house firmly on the foundations of the Lord Jesus. And the man man whose house was washed away um, was a man who chose not to. Each of us building in our lives then, each of us is designing in our lives uh, how we should live. And here we're encouraged to build our house firmly on the foundations of the Lord Jesus. That's hard though, isn't it? Uh, early this morning we we partake of bread and wine and remembered the the Lord Jesus Christ, how he died for us, and was rose again risen again from the dead and we we try each and every day to follow him and we come here week by week to remember what jesus has done but it's hard, isn't it 's hard isn 't it it 's hard coming me to to lamentations. so uh, that 's a bit tricky to find so jeremiah you 're going to find that in the middle of the your, your bible it 's one of the uh, one of the um prophecies and you find find uh, lamentations as the next book Lamentations in chapter 3 and there's some wonderful verses here for us let's read from verse 22It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness it says we have a hymn we sing don't we well, I'm sure these word, these, those words are, are in that hymn uh, great is thy faithfulness new every morning and, and we were talking this afternoon about God the creator the one who created the heavens and the earth the one who put all, all therein and, and it's prayed to the Lord Jesus Christ and we were expected to try and follow him but it's difficult isn't it and yet God in his mercy has created each and every new day for us I think if we didn't go to sleep if, we, if our day just was just a continuation if we were to fall down if we were to have a difficult time in our faith how, how difficult it would be to pick ourselves up but the fact that we wake up I think God in his mercy has given us day and he's given us night. Because every new day we wake up and we think yes. I'm going to try hard today. I'm going to try today to, to do what uh, the Lord Jesus would do. And to live my life faithfully before God. The Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. His compassion is there. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God the creator is created for us. Each and every new day, that we may uh, come and worship Him. And and, and we find people in Scripture who who found it difficult. Coming me back to the Psalms, Psalm 51. Um, And here the Psalm of of David. So he found life tricky and he'd done some silly stuff. And um, here in Psalm 51. It says, let's just read really the, just for context, let's read really the first four verses. It says, have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me throughly from mine iniquities, and cleanse me from my sins, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sins are ever before me, against thee the only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear. Well now judge us. This was this was a, a time when David had made some bad mistakes. But what does verse ten and uh, to twelve say to us? It says here, thy congregations hath dwelt therein. Thou, O God, hath prepared have prepared of thy goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. i am gone to the wrong I've just flipped over too many pages. Let's go back. Where was I? Psalm 51. Right. Let's do a page. There we go. Okay. On to verses. Uh, we're saying the same chapter of Psalms. And now to verse 10. And it's quite simple there, isn't it? What does it say? Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy holy spirit spirit from me, restore me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation it says so we have a creating God a God who puts in place uh, all the things we need in our lives and here David recognises he's done wrong and he pleads and he prays and he asks and he gets uh, from the Lord God creating me a clean heart he woke up the morning just as we read in, in Lamentations and asked for God to be with him Create in me a clean heart. Come with me to Second Corinthians in chapter five. in chapter 5, reading from verses 17 and 18. It says, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us to the ministry of Reconciliation. we're encouraged to wake up each and every new day to ask God to instill in us a new heart and for us to associate ourselves through the waters of baptism with the Lord Jesus Christ we read in these verses here that if we are in Christ if we've been baptised into the saving name of the Lord Jesus Christ we are as it were a new creature we have a new beginning we are a new creation the old things are passed away behold all is become new and this is the case if we are if we've taken on the saving name of the Lord Jesus two more places to go to um, while we're in Corinthians let's just come back to 1 Corinthians in chapter 12 God the creator is our thoughts this afternoon and there's a beautiful verse here and um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it talks about the spirit gifts here. Which were given to the early church. But even so. This chapter and other chapters talk about. How we should be together. uh, how we should live together. uh, In in our ecclesias. As brothers and sisters one one with another. Let's read from verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body whether we be Jew or Gentile whether we be bond or free uh, we are all made to drink in, in, into one spirit for the body is not one member but many ok so there's, 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 there's many of us uh, that, that come together and join together if the foot shall say because I am not the hand I am not of the body uh, it is is it therefore not of the body if the ear shall say because I am not the eye I am not of the body is it therefore not not of the body if the whole body were an eye uh, where would be the hearing if the whole were the hearing where would be the smelling and, and this is a picture of, of how brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus should gather together and they shouldn't look upon them each other as saying well I'm really more important and, and, and you're not important they should look upon each other in, in a very careful but, but loving, loving way you shouldn't think yourself to be more important than one another why have I brought you here well let's have a look at verse 18 for now hath God set members every one of them in the body as it has pleased him so God the creator is our title this afternoon and fellow believers that are drawn together are brought together because God has chosen for them to be there that's what it says in verse 18 but now hath God set members every one of them in the body as it <coughs> has pleased him that's a wonderful thing isn't it Well, why are you sitting in here this afternoon with those that are around you the scripture tells us because God has created this environment and that he wishes you to be here what a wonderful, wonderful thought for us to have of this God that created and continues to create day by day for us last place Isaiah 65 why would I want to take you there because we are waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back to the earth to be ready for him and to be part of that kingdom age which is to be here and here in, in Isaiah and it's, it's there in many other parts of scripture we find these sorts of phrases let me read these verses to you from verse 17 of Isaiah 65 it says for behold I create new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind but be ye glad and rejoice for ever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem, a rejoicing, and a her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall, not, there shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days, for the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being an hundred years old shall be accursed, and they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build or inhabit or, or, and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat, as the days of a tree that are the days of my people, and mine elect shall shall long enjoy the works of their hands they shall not labour in vain nor bring forth the trouble for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them it shall come to pass that before they call I will answer and will hear and while they are yet speaking I will hear the wolf and the lamb shall feed together the lion shall eat straw like the bullock; the dust shall be the serpents me. they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain saith the Lord so the Lord God the creator the one that we saw created the heavens and the earth that we believe is is the Bible message throughout the scriptures as we read has created and shown man how he wishes to be worshipped and the Bible gives us this message of a kingdom which is to come kingdom which the Lord God will create anew and he invites us to be part of it. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristodelphians.org.uk Christadelphians.org.uk.